You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, for what will be your Monday episode, as you've grown accustomed to here, you know, for a long time now. Um, about this time, we sit down and we give you a post-game show. But Monday Night Football this week, as Baltimore Ravens come to Cleveland, uh, you know, things probably worked out pretty well for the Browns today, I'd say, as far as games played. Uh, Buffalo-Pittsburgh currently scoreless as we're sitting down to record here. Your Locked the Browns pregame show is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Monday Night Football, <laughs> that's one thing right there. It's a little bit different. Um, but you're 93 Cleveland Browns here in December. A lot of different things for you Cleveland fans this year. But get ready for it. Get Enjoy it tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to parry through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, uh, joined by Sports Illustrators, Mr. Pete Smith, as we get ready for a big one. Um, you know, Raiders, again, just bumbling and stumbling. Uh, the Colts, Browns hold a tiebreaker there. Uh, Miami lost a, t- last, lost a close one today. The Chiefs, um, Baltimore, uh, this could be a really, really difficult road for them. If they don't win tomorrow night, although they do have three easy opponents, then they're going to have to get into handling their own business and seeing what everybody else does. But the Ravens come to town tomorrow night. Uh, Ravens are uh, done with their COVID issue, their COVID crisis. The Browns will get Wyatt Taylor available tomorrow night. They will not have Denzel Ward for tomorrow night. Uh, As we talked a little bit earlier during the week, I just didn't know how that was going to come with the way the Browns have been handling their injury situations this year and as cautious as they've been with it. Um, But either way, um, I guess we'll start on the offensive side of the ball here, Pete. Um, Last week, it set the tone. Um, And earlier in the season, a lot of games, it set the tone. Um, They're going to need to continue to do this. Uh, Look, if anything, it's just the confidence factor of how believable you can believe January could be for this team. Um, But, you know, now uh, Austin Hooper uh, out, uh, mysterious neck injury, uh, he's out this week. So you get Teller, you don't get Hooper, uh, no Denzel Ward. Um, but Pete, it's it's going to have to come from the offense here. Look, the defense is doing a good enough job here over the last few weeks. Um, still void of a couple of key players in the secondary and Harrison and Ward. Uh, so it's on the offense. Um, and look, there's no bigger time than ever to uh, take care of this team in a situation like this, uh, you know, for all the the ill feelings towards this Baltimore Ravens franchise. Well, I mean, the, the, the offense has to keep rolling just because that's where the, that's where they uh, are sort of at their best. But I mean, I think this game is sort of an opportunity defensively just because the Ravens haven't been very good uh, with their offense. I think in a lot of ways they're regressing. Uh, the, obviously injuries have played a huge role in that. Uh, but uh, with, with their tight ends in particular. But, I mean, the, the offense they ran against the Dallas Cowboys doesn't look like where they want to be right now. Um, Lamar throwing very little, running a whole lot, um, and they won. But it 
you know, I, I don't think it was sort of getting back to basics so much as they had to simplify things because what they're doing isn't hasn't been working very well. Uh, and they're hoping that that gets better along with their defense getting a lot of people back. Uh, sticking on the offensive side of here uh, of the ball, Pete. I know Jarvis Landry had spoken about it about this week. You know, the uh, Ravens cornerback is very grabby, um, which always is going to make for, you know, difficulties in your short, intermediate, crossing routes, all of that stuff. Stuff that this offense, you know, is – I don't want to say going away from, but they've been able to open it up here a little bit the last couple of weeks and, you know, uh, mix in their deep shots. Um, but it's certainly something you're going to have, you know, your eyes on as, you know, the the best athletic receivers, two of them won't be playing in uh, Odell and obviously Cordero Hodge. Um, you know, Rashard, you know, more you know, wins with technique and you know, footwork, you know, not the elitist, not the elite athletes at the position. So these guys are going to have to bust their asses to make sure that they're in their spots when they need to be there. Well, the Ravens certainly have more athletic, more athletic defensive backs, particularly corner. Um, I don't know, you know, Marcus Peters hasn't played that great this year. Uh, Mar- Mar- Marlon Humphreys, an outstanding. Marcus Peters player. always masks it. With a couple of key interceptions, his overall play gets masked. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, and then they've got guys like Chuck Clark, who's very good. And then, George, you know, Elliot's a, a question in the back end. Um, so when you're down Austin Hooper, you know, who's going to step up? I mean, the last time when Hooper was out, the Browns didn't hesitate to use three tight ends and just plug Steven Carlson in. So they may continue to do that. They may uh, use more of their receivers. Uh, Marvin Hall is technically active, but I think it's going to be uh, maybe Derek Willies now. Uh, the, the, the other dude uh, didn't even play. So I don't know where, that, where they're, they're going to go that route. But certainly I think – um, I think part of the strategy, I mean, it might be ball control, but the thing is, like, last week it didn't matter. They ball controlled into the end zone seemingly in four and five plays at a, uh, a drive. So I think they might be more inclined to want to hold on to the ball longer uh, just to sort of keep the Ravens out of rhythm. But, I mean, if, if they're able to find opportunities the way they have the past couple weeks – then if they get out to a lead, then the Ravens are already out of their comfort zone. Um, They don't play well from behind, so they're really asking their defense to do a lot. Uh, No question. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see – it's not that the running game, you know, it's just been – you know, it's not been truly itself, um, you know, last week in Tennessee. Um, But, of course, Tennessee did sell out for it. We'll see what Baltimore is going to be uh, approach is going to be here, Pete. After you know a fantastic week for Baker and the uh, you know all the receivers uh, last week, uh, just you know basically imposing their will on a Tennessee Titans team today. That you know I hope you feel better about yourself after whooping around on Jacksonville, I guess. Um, and you know Derrick Henry, you know back to being Derrick Henry had an issue last week. Um, and we'll get to that when we go to the defensive side of the ball here, talking about trying to stop this Ravens run. Pete, what, what's the biggest concern of this Ravens defense, and what do you think or what do you expect should be the area where the Browns can have maybe their most success, similar to Rashard Higgins last week, or you know, vice versa for this week? Well, if I'm if I'm the Ravens, I think what they may end up doing is 
trying to blitz Baker Mayfield quite a bit and relying on man coverage uh, to see if they can create pressure initially before Baker can sort of beat them. Um, you know, Wink Martindale is not afraid to blitz anyway. Um, that's an easy way for them to try to get some of these guys going like Yannick Ngakwe. They should have all those guys operating. Uh, Clays Campbell's still a question mark. I think he'll play, but he may still be limping. So if they can get pressure on Mayfield, I mean, obviously that's where he's had the least amount of success this, this season. And as much as, um, you know, maybe that maybe teams shouldn't at this point, I, I expect they're going to say, um, we have to stop Nick Chubb, and if Baker Mayfield can beat a beat us, then then he's just simply better. But because they have better cover options, I think they're still going to trust in them and force the Browns to try to beat them. Um, where I think the Ravens have trouble is at linebacker. Um, L.J. Ford is fine, but he's very he, you know he's a run stopper and nothing else. Um, he's not really helpful in the passing game. Patrick Queen has struggled. The rest of their linebackers aren't aren't nearly as good, and without you know, with uh, Elliott there at safety, it just gives them more reason to want to attack up the middle of the field. Uh, but you know, the Ravens, if they have all their guys back, that may be more difficult. And in that case, they may have to try to again. They may use some of those uh, three tight end stuff. Uh, but just trying to run to the outside and in particular run at Peter's side because Humphrey's a much better tackler. Uh, Humphrey, uh, Peters will turn it down or, you know, try to make it look good, but he's not somebody who's going to try to come up and really make a tackle on those backs. So that becomes another option for them. Uh, I would expect the Browns are going to try to spread it out again. Um, and they may use that sort of accordion effect, but I expect they're going to try to spread them out just to see what kind of look they get uh, and see if they can't try to take some of those bigger guys out of the game early um, and try not to sort of play to the Ravens' strength, which would be loading up the box in some respects and allowing them to put as many big people on the field as they can. Hey, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm really excited for this offense to start getting some of these rematches where they struggled so mightily early in the season. You know, week one, Baltimore, obviously. Um, and, of course, you know, the Steeler game, uh, you know, granted, you're uh, offensively, you're still, you know, missing, you're missing Hooper. Obviously, Odell's not coming back. But, you know, this is it. I mean, you know, you, this is the maturation and the graduation of all this. And, you know, you wear what you want to see where Coach Stefanski and the coaching staff can look at this from week one, see, you know, what their flaws were how they can improve upon those things. So games like this, this, this is, I mean, obviously it's, it, it's crucial as can be, but it's another step in, you know, deve- you know, seeing where coach Stefanski is within his development as coach of this team. And, you know, uh, a game that did not go favorably week one, here you are, you know, three months later, and it's actually, uh, it'll actually almost be three months later to the day as week one was on the 13th. So it'll be, you know, essentially be three months later. Um, where you can reevaluate yourself against this team, this Baltimore Ravens team, fourteen and two last year. Uh, so, getting you know where Baker is at now, uh, just the cohesion of the offensive line that's gone on, and you have almost all of your skill and still a decent amount of uh, players at the skill position. 
Really, really looking forward to this one tomorrow night as the Browns look to get themselves to 10-3 and and look to continue to control their own destiny. Christmas season uh, for the Browns fan in your life, for the Cleveland sports fan in your life, I highly recommend Zabo Apparel. Brian and his family, great group of people. Brian, a former veteran himself, uh, has two children actively serving, uh, whether it's the Zabo Apparel store in Vermilion, uh, ZaboApparel.com, Zabo Apparel on Twitter or Instagram. Quality product comes from the heart. Lifelong, diehard Cleveland Browns fan. You're looking for gifts this Christmas season for the Cleveland sports fan or the Cleveland Browns fan in your life. Zabo Apparel, I highly, highly recommend. Defensively, Pete, um, and obviously last week against Tennessee, you know, a lot of it was the offense that kept Derrick Henry at bay. Derrick Henry rumbling, bumbling, stumbling again today in another monster day. But you have to believe, Pete, and, you know, Joe Woods and, you know, look, every one of these guys that's available right now, these guys are fighting like hell. Um, this Ravens offense is certainly, certainly not what it was last season. Um, they tried to go more with the, you know, the wide receiver influence in the offense. It's not really worked in any way whatsoever. Um, they have no pecking order. Uh, you know, when you're seeing guys like Hollywood Brown put up five receptions for 46 yards, certainly not what he's there for, certainly not what he's intended to do. Uh, COVID or not, Pete, this offense has struggled this year. Well, yeah, I think it's – it wasn't reasonable to expect that the offense would sort of repeat. They lost the Hall of Fame right guard. Um, they've obviously had injuries, but they tried to sort of take another step and sort of change things up and probably made a mistake in the way they did it. Um, Lamar didn't get better. Marquise Brown didn't get better. Uh, those two are not a very good connection to this point. Um, and they got rid of the, one of their t- – tight ends they got rid of Hayden Hurst and didn't replace him uh and that was when they were at their best when they could put as many heavy bodies on the field as possible and really uh mess with people as far as that read option look went and now because that didn't happen and injuries have occurred now they're sort of in this desperate situation where they have to go back to an offense they don't want to run and they're still desperate and they still desperately they, they have to win these games um, seven and five normally wouldn't be a, a bad place to be in, but the way this year is going, it feels like they're really far behind. And if they end up seven and six, you know they're they're just that much further behind the Browns. But the problem is they since they have to win, I, I don't see how they have much choice. Um, they may get some help back, uh, but it doesn't change. Like Mark Andrews doesn't fix that team's issues. They, I mean, he 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 would be a big boost for them. But, you know, at this point, the running game is not nearly as effective. Uh, And the Browns, if they just put hits on Lamar Jackson, he's going to go down. You know, he keeps uh, having to to run the ball and and try to gain more yards. And and, and he he, he sort of does an inconsistent job of protecting himself. But with fewer linemen and less room for error, you know, if he fumbles or he gets dinged up or something, they don't really have another option to go to, and they don't have anything creative, explosive plays. When you're needing Willie Sneed to be a driving force of your offense, that's, you know, that's tr- trouble. <laughs> um, no doubt. And, uh, you know, this team has lost uh, Ronnie Stanley, Pete. 
um, which has put you Zeus Brown onto the left side. Um, Mark Ingram is not the factor he was, uh, you know, last year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins looks like he's going to be, you know, somebody's going to have some staying power in this division for a while. Uh, but it's just, you know, in, in looking at the matchups and, you know, Terrence Mitchell, Terrence Mitchell had a phenomenal game against this team last year. If you remember the first time Baltimore and Cleveland played last year, uh, there was, you know, no Greedy Williams. There was no word we had said at the time that actually probably wasn't the worst thing in the world because, you know, you need players who are going to at least, you know, they're going to have to be physical. Um, you're going to have to, you know, play this running attack. Um, you're getting Olivier Vernon, who, you know, appears to be, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, really healthy. And he's been extremely active. You're going to have, uh, you know, all the D line back here. You're going to be able to rotate what you want to rotate. You're going to be able to mix in what you want to mix in here. Um, but part of this, and for the defense, and, you know, you've had your issues, you know, at times with Lamar, obviously the last two times. They've played against him. You certainly want to get him in a position where he can get up and, you know, similar to last week where you take him out of their game and, hey, you've got to throw the ball here. Um, but you're going to want to get your – certainly get the pass rush involved because if you can get into this position and you start pinning your ears back and it's more Lamar breaking the pocket to run as opposed to the threat of Lamar just being a natural runner, you've certainly taken them out of – where they succeed best, regardless of whatever it is they wanted to do this year on offense. Well, the Browns were really successful in their defensive schemes last year against the Ravens, and that was with Stanley healthy. Now it's Tyree Phillips, most likely, at right tackle, who's a rookie, and he's not very good right now. He's probably he's more suited to play guard anyway, but he's a rookie. I would expect Miles Garrett to live over there. Uh, Olivier Vernon is going to be a problem for Zeus, who's slow. Uh, he's got to get hands on immediately. He, nobody's talking about him as an all pro anymore. Uh, he had one phenomenal year and then he's just okay now. Um, so you have the potential to control Lamar Jackson to the extent that that's possible. Um, and when he does come up the middle, those linebackers, if they're in there, have to make tackles, and that's the thing. Can they make plays in space? Um, Sione Takitaki is well-suited for this team uh, in terms of the running game, but you're going to have to make key tackles in space, and you're going to have to be able to make the correct reads and then get into your drops effectively dealing with the play action. If they can do that, then they have an opportunity to, to create uh, potentially not only force some punts, but create some turnovers. And again, if you can get a lead on the Ravens, they do not play well from behind. They're not built for it. And it's, they're, they're, they were bad at it last year when they were very good. Now they're sort of an average, maybe mediocre offense, and they struggle when they have a lead. So in in, in many ways, that's the best thing you can possibly do against them. Getting there is easier said than done, but I think there, there, there's going to be opportunities. The problem is, you know, Lamar throwing the ball deep. Can he pull out some of those passes like the one he made to Marquise Brown in the corner? The, 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 you know, for two and a half corners, it looked like he was throwing with the wrong hand. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he throws like the most beautiful, like the perfect pass for that situation. Like you couldn't have done it any better for the touchdown. And, uh, you know, in that game, 
it didn't take much more than that. So in that, in that circumstance, the Browns offense can take a lot of the heat off the defense if they can sort of make sure that the Browns are not one perfect play away uh, from losing the game. But I, I just, you know, right now, I would say I'm just, you know, Lamar's an electrifying runner and everything. I'm just not very uh, worried about him sort of taking over the game like maybe he would have in past years or obviously did in week one. I think, you know, the, the teams that were really well uh, set up to sort of endure the loss of practices and, and everything, they took full advantage. The Steelers won 11 games in a row. The Ravens won – you know, five out of the first six and the one loss they had was against the chiefs and the chiefs won, you know, however many out of the gate. And they're, they're obviously a one loss team right now. The Ravens after starting five and one are like two and five or something, two and four, somewhere in that. Yeah. Two and four. Uh, they're just not playing good football and a lot of teams have caught up and they've got, obviously got a significant amount of misfortune. They're way some of it entirely of their own doing, but it's just, it, they needed to sort of grow over the course of the season and find that extra sort of gear and they haven't found it. And they, they lost so much um, with that historic season. And now all of a sudden Lamar Jackson looks like Cordell Stewart after that one great, great year. And I don't know if that's going to change certainly not by uh, the game tomorrow, but I'm I'm curious if that's going to be able to sustain long-term because all of a sudden I have questions on whether or not, well, I mean, I hope the Ravens do it, but whether or not you now sign him to a lucrative extension, do you put all that money into him or do you sort of wait it out? And all of a sudden Baker Mayfield's future looks far brighter than Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's the reigning MVP of the league. It's, you know, it's the craziest part of, you know, what any NFL season can bring things that look like, you know, absolute just, you know, staples and things that are going to be long-term. And, you know, you, you see it with every team and there's, you know, a huge amount of, you know, change as to, you know, what was important or what was the success of any certain franchise. Outside of Lamar and Mark Andrews, Pete, where exactly is the wary point right now of this Ravens offense? Well, I mean, he has not played well, uh, but Marquise Brown is a problem. I mean, obviously, if if Denzel Ward's healthy, you know, they're not shadowing him or anything, but obviously they have a, a guy who can sort of keep up with that. Um, he is a genuine deep threat, and the Browns are really bad in terms of their angles taking on deep balls. So from that standpoint, it does present a problem. Uh, I mean, overall, I think J.K. Dobbins is probably their most consistent offensive weapon right now, but I don't think he has the capacity to take over a football game. He's a rookie. He's not, you know, he's not a Nick Chubb type. Maybe he's going to get, maybe there's more in there, but he hasn't shown you that. So right now, unless they're getting Mark Andrews back, and I don't even know if that's a case, uh, that Marquise Brown is right now their most terrifying offensive player other than Lamar, and he's not very good. So that's sort of the problem they have is nothing is really working for them. They don't have a guy. And for me, that's going to be, I think, the biggest thing here, though, is because it's almost kind of like a little like you're going in a little bit, you know, for the Browns, it seems weird that we're going to say that the Ravens, like, they're kind of a little bit of an unknown right now, but they are. Uh, you know, I mean, they've been on the mat more than they, you know, I mean, you know, look, they've already lost four more games than they did in all of 2019. 
Um, some of the games they won hasn't looked pretty. Uh, you know, you saw the issues they had with Tennessee. And as far as guys mailing it in and look, you know, Derrick Henry, obviously, you know, for his size, you know, biggest baddest dude there is, but there's not really that much of a difference as far as the physicality that, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can bring. So uh, it's going to be a fun one. There's no doubt about it. And certainly a lot, a lot on the line. And God knows you Browns fans have waited forever and a day for moments like this. The improved built bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, <coughs> cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Some of the original flavors, raspberry, peanut butter, and mint brownie. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie. Low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, early in the week, you were on this. You confidence level, riding high. Um, look, Monday night football. All the eyes will be on the Cleveland Browns tomorrow night as Baltimore comes to town, nine and three to a chance to get to ten here, and to think of you know hell, just any coach coaching the Cleveland Browns right now getting to ten wins, but Coach Stefanski with the opportunity to get out of the gate at a ten and three start. Uh, they've been doing it on both sides of the ball, whether it's, you know, causing turnovers, creating turnovers, sacking the quarterback, running the ball, running the ball with, you know, physicality, uh, vengeance. Uh, the passing game just seems to be cleaner and crisper here, uh, since, you know, the second go around with Cincinnati. Pete, confidence level for Monday night football and your Cleveland Browns in a big one with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I, I, a ton of confidence on this one. Um, certainly the Ravens can win, but the Browns have had more time to prepare, are at home, and they're playing really well, and they don't have the pressure on them to win that the Ravens do. Certainly um, they have every reason to win this game, and and, and in doing so would uh, you know, put them one step closer, sort of guaranteeing themselves, and depending on how the Steeler game goes, which is uh, ugly, the – you know they 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 could potentially have a shot at the division. Um, they obviously are motivated. They 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 don't they want to people to believe that they are not the team that was the the one they saw in week one, which I don't think is difficult to to argue. Uh, so and I, and I just have a ton of confidence in Stefanski and what he's seeing in terms of how to put Baker Mayfield in the best position to succeed. How how to attack the opponent. Um, I think this game has the earmarks of a, a really good coaching matchup. Uh, but uh, right now the Browns are simply better. And I have no reason not to think that even without Austin Hooper, uh, you know, which says a great deal about both the quarterback and, and what this offense is doing. Uh, so to me, I think the Browns 
um, you know, are, are sort of a, are, are in a commanding position in this game. We'll see if they can capitalize, but they, they are simply better than the Baltimore Ravens that we've seen the past sort of month and a half. I, I, I just sit here and like, it just seems so weird to say this, uh, you know, for as much success, you know, as the Ravens have had for the last couple of years, but it, it's, it's truly the case. Uh, there's just no way around it. The, you know, offensively, the Browns pretty much whatever they're choosing to do or wh- what they want to do on the offensive side of the ball, they seem to be getting it done. It's clear. It's concise. You know, every move is calculated. The play calling seems to, you know, fit exactly what works well for them right now. The defensive side of the ball, you know, with Miles Garrett back, it's not, it, it, it's certainly not the, you know, the prettiest thing in the world. It's certainly not going to make you, uh, you know, go digging up footage of the 85 bears and, you know, trying to compare it, but it seems that, you know, week in week out, Pete, they give just enough of an effort on that side of the ball. And this week, it looks like, you know, you're certainly going to have the you know opportunity where you're going to have some really, really plumb matchups. It doesn't matter where you put miles Garrett. If you put him out, you know, over the left tackle, over the right tackle, he's going to have a huge monstrous advantage against either of those. And then you start bringing, you know, in, you know, you put Olivia Vernon, uh, you know, obviously Adrian Claiborne as well. Uh, and Sheldon Richardson, who's just been playing like a beast, you know, thus far at times this year and just, you know, finding ways to just you know, be involved and make huge impactful plays. Uh, you know, the fact that there's people betting on the Ravens being you know, a one point favorite in this game, that's fine. Whatever. I don't see it. It, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Pete, if the Browns win tomorrow night, it will be because this worked so well for the offense. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I'll just say the offensive. I'll say the uh, pass protection was sound. I, I don't. If the Ravens can't put substantial pressure on Baker Mayfield, uh, they're not going to win. The way he's been playing right now. No, they're not. You, you, he's picking people apart, and in some ways, that's you know raising a real question about Mayfield. Is you know he hasn't uh, really succeeded against pressure. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. Basically, that condensed offense that they were sort of in for so much um, created some problems when they lost to the line of scrimmage. That they're creating them uh, some avenues to sort of avoid, but. You know, if, what if and when it happens, he's got to answer the bell. So, I mean, that's sort of the you know the off. This is why they pay them. Uh, this is why they built it. Uh, that's the key group, and the Ravens obviously have a significant amount of assets in their defensive line. Uh, but I think the Browns can pick apart their DBs if you give Mayfield time, even with somebody as good as Marlon Humphrey. Uh, and and you know we may see some you know it, the the games we've been seeing as of late. It's been about unsung hero types. I mean, certainly Jarvis Landry and uh, Richard Higgins played played well and produced last week, but I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, nobody was expecting him to have, you know, a 75-yard touchdown or 90-some yards, especially after he dropped the one, but is it somebody like a Harrison Bryant redemption game after a couple fumbles, or does David Njoku get a bunch of catches in this one? I mean, he's been open a bunch of times, and it's usually, like, on, the, on that uh, Jones touchdown, he was the other option. He was open. Uh, just the DB got caught uh, and ultimately uh, wide open touchdown. There's been a number of other plays where those guys have been open. 
uh, and the Browns are taking a more aggressive play. Harrison uh, or uh, Austin, Austin Hooper's touchdown was another situation. But all three guys were open. It's just a question of which one you wanted, and, and Hooper was the deepest one. So I mean, the, the protection holds. I think Baker Mayfield will will continue to find success if he's you know struggling. It's a, a matter of pressure and disguised looks that that shouldn't be fooling him at this point anymore. We'll flip it up to the other side, and we'll see if it's the same matchup here. If the Browns are victorious tomorrow night, Pete, it will because of be because of what on the defensive side of the ball? Oh, Miles Garrett. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Uh, it's always an easy one, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, to be fair, you could put you could put him on both tackles, and right I'm not sure he's going to get blocked last week. But yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett. Uh, they don't have anybody to block him. They just don't. So. Every play, Lamar Jackson, for as athletic as he is, he has to know where Miles Garrett is, and that's a huge factor. I, I, you know, so whatever they're doing, he 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 is going to wreck this game. It's just a question of how badly, and you know, maybe unless you know Tyree Phillips or Orlando Brown just breaks his neck going up his head, uh, I, I don't see where he doesn't have an outstanding game. Whether or not that comes with a bunch of sacks or whatever. I think he's going to be able to have a huge impact on this game and them worrying about him, whether he's actually getting to the quarterback or making impact tackles. I think he's going to create opportunities for everybody else on that front. Um, yeah, it's, you know, he's one of the best defensive players in the league and it comes down to him. And, you know, I think you're just going to have to work with everything in unison. You know, look, I mean, best thing for the defense is for the Browns offense to not have him on the field as much. Um, create uh, long, sustaining drives that turn into points. I don't care if it's three or it's seven. Um, and for everybody scoreboard watching, uh, Pittsburgh's up seven nothing. Yeah, it, it's nice to think about that, but let's just worry about where the Browns are at now. See the way the cookie crumbles, so to speak, and you know, see where you're at after 16 of these games. Um, winning the division would be fantastic, um, but let's not go totally, totally ahead of ourselves. And you know, remember that. The real option here is to have an opportunity and be able to punch that ticket, be part of the 2020 NFL playoffs. And with each passing day and each passing week, uh, it seems to get you know, more real that the possibility is there. Um, but there's still business to be handled and business to be done. Um, and I'll just say this, Pete, for everybody who was trying to, you know, kind of maybe hype up. And now that <laughs> I'm wondering what NBC was thinking today at about 315 when they emailed the league and said, did we really flex this Browns Giants game to Sunday night football next week? Because uh, the New York Giants with Daniel Jones, nah, it just ain't it, my man. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, uh, I was never afraid of the Giants. Um, they're just not very good. They can play some defense, but the problem is the Browns are at their best on the line. Um, it, it's a tough spot for them. I mean, the best thing going for the Giants might be that the Browns are sort of tired out from playing a couple physical games in a row, maybe. But um, Daniel Jones is not good. Their offense is very limited. And even when they, you know, when they won with Colt McCoy, it wasn't because he was lighting it up, it's because their defense did a bunch of work. So if you just don't give the ball away, you beat the Giants. They don't have another option. Pete, when we fire this sucker up, and guys, look, you know the drill. We fire up and once the game's over. So obviously tomorrow night will be a late night. 
uh, you know, maybe Venmo, Venmo your guys, uh, you know, some money for coffee or something here. So uh, Pete and I can make it through because I remember the Thursday night game of the Bengals. That was a long, long evening. Um, but Pete, when we fire the sucker up tomorrow night, for me personally, I'm thinking somewhere Cleveland Browns 27, Baltimore Ravens 20, something of that nature. I don't think it's going to be a romp. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But if Cleveland comes into this and gives the effort that we've seen over this last four weeks and this defense, look, we know they're not world beaters, but it seems like everybody's at least kind of playing in phase. Everybody is sticking to their assignments and they're busting their humps. If they give what is their normal effort that we've seen from this team over the last four weeks, I don't see how they don't come out of this with a W. Right. Um, uh, look, I, I, I'm hard pressed to find out how the Browns, you know, the biggest thing you sort of worry about right now with the Browns is just don't let the Ravens score on defense. If they avoid that, I think they went pretty, pretty comfortably. I mean, comfortably from their standpoint, that would mean probably within one score, but it's some ugly score at the end. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, there's certainly ways that the Ravens can win this game. I'm just not convinced that they, just they're not where they need to be um, with everything that they've gone on. I think it's taken a toll. The Browns have more time uh, at home, all of those things that sort of naturally suggest that they should be an advantage. And I think they take full, full control and, and they win. And look, this is, this would be look, not, not just for 10 wins, not just for, you know, pretty much almost to the point where you're stamping the ticket for the playoffs. Um, it'll always be something with that franchise when Mark Sessler was on the other day and he talked about you're always going to look at that franchise with a certain little you know bitterness in your mouth and any opportunity you got where you can you know make things as difficult as possible for them after all this franchise went through you're certainly going to you know want to do it and you know to, to tell them hey you got to go perfect here to finish this season um, and if they are seven and six there's you know you know, even I don't care what the schedule says you know you know necessarily have that much faith that you know they can go three for three over the final three games to get themselves you know into this party so to speak uh so sure certainly you know get a win get closer to the playoffs make the baltimore ravens lives you know you know as as bad as hell as possibly could be for the next three weeks that's a win win all around either way we'll be here tomorrow night afterwards we will give you your locked on browns post game show uh looking forward to it uh you know Certainly looking forward to, you know, and we'll see now, you know, as, you know, however this works out tomorrow night, you know, where certain media who've, you know, been not willing to believe if that's going to change. So obviously see how all this comes down. But uh, go in there, play the same type of football you've played for the last month or so. Uh, tackle, uh, run hard, execute your blocks. Uh, this should be the recipe for yet another Cleveland Browns victory. From Sports Illustrated, he is Pete Smith. Make sure you're checking everything out. Browns Digest through SI.com. Uh, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. This show itself at Lockdown Browns. Always a follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open there as well. Uh, it was weird today sitting around all day watching ball and knowing there was no Browns and you know just you know with what's at stake tomorrow night and just another opportunity for you know this team to essentially plant their flag really looking forward to it getting excited uh getting pretty amped up this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns